Welcome to the Youth Ministry in Motion podcast, the show designed to keep youth workers motivated and youth ministries moving forward. Now, here's your host, blogger, speaker, and lover of nerd stuff, Paul Turner. Hey everybody, welcome to the Youth Ministry in Motion podcast. I am your host, Paul Turner, and uh, it is still 2016. Last time I remember, this is uh, the second podcast of the new year. Super excited to be with you uh, as I bring you guys some uh, information that hopefully will keep you motivated uh, and uh, keep your youth ministry moving forward. And uh, it's kind of cold here today in Alabama. I say cold, it's relatively cold. You know, I'm from New York, so, you know, cold is, is uh, you know... Uh, uh, relevant term, I guess. But, you know, it's cold. It's 40, 40 degrees is cold to me, you know, 40 degrees. But it's always the wind, isn't it? It's kind of always the wind that gets you. Um, (laughs) And so uh, I don't know what the weather's like in your neck of the woods, as Al Roker would say, but uh, if it's probably below that. If you're up north, I once again, apologies to you that are freezing uh, and those of you that are just shoveling snow, which I'm familiar with, having grown up in New York. I remember shoveling snow. That was always a lot of well, it wasn't a lot of fun, but I did make some money, so that was always good from the neighbors. But uh, starting off today, we're going to get into our main uh, chat here in just a little bit where we're talking about handling rejection from students. Uh, that's never a fun thing. And uh, before we get to that, maybe we should have a good laugh or at least uh, look back a little bit and maybe laugh at some of the things that some of our kids were into or maybe our adults were into or maybe you were into. I don't know what you were into in 2006, but... Uh, Some of the things, this is from BuzzFeed.com, 21 things that were cool in 2006, but definitely are not cool in 2016. And some of these I am incredibly thankful for. Some of them I can't remember, Uh, but I'll I'll go through them here and see uh, see what you remember. Uh, Let's see. Low-rise jeans and thongs, a.k.a. whale tails. I remember hearing about that. I don't remember seeing very many of them, which I'm kind of glad. I'm looking at the picture here on the, on the site here, and I'm like super glad. I don't remember any of our students being into that, but it was just... Um I'm just glad it's over. I'm glad it's over, man. Uh, let's see. What else is good here? Oh, watching movies on your iPod Nano. Uh, yeah, not cool today. I don't know why, you know, I mean, I'm, I'm always watching movies on my iPod Nano, right? Aren't you? Um, <laughs> I'm not, I don't know. I'm not doing that. In fact, I don't remember watching them originally on, uh, I'm sure I've had an iPod Nano, which feels like a million years ago. Does it not to 10 years feels like, like it's crazy. Like if you watched your movies, I guess you could, it's all you had, I guess. I mean, your VCR or your DVD player, really VCR. See, that's where I'm going. That's where my head's at. Right. Uh, let's see. Three quarter leg Capri pants. Don't remember those very much. You ladies, ladies. Now I see here guys wore them too, I guess with their jeans. So once again, I'm not that guy. So I don't, I don't know what that means. Uh, let's see. Multicolored metal braces. Did not have to have braces, but I do remember seeing some students with having these, so it was a thing to have multicolored braces. Um, Wristbands that are promoting causes like the Live Strong. Wow, that's 10 years ago. Uh, Live Strong and all these other different bracelet kind of things that you had to have a bracelet for everything. Uh, I'm sure I had a Live Strong one at some point somewhere. I've had, I've worn them. I've worn them. Um, let's see what else we have here. Constantly poking all your friends on Facebook. You know, uh, people still do that to me today. Do they do it to you? Because I am, I get a poke, uh, ever so often and I'm just going, what are you doing? Why are you poking me? Poking is not cool. Don't poke me. Um, chunky zebra stripe hair lights. Once again, 
Um, I did not get any of those. I don't remember seeing any of those. That was a thing, I guess. Let's see, inflatable furniture. And I sort of briefly remember seeing these in stores, maybe. But they just all inflatable furniture just looks like like furniture for your pool. It just looks like giant inflatable pool things, and um, that you just put in the pool, I guess, and you just sit on them. Uh, but ah, uh, here we go. Now there's something I remember: the Mentos and Coke experiment, uh, which was uh, quite the thing. I remember doing it with. I think I remember doing it with my youth ministry at some point. And, um, and of course, that was just a ton of fun to watch stuff. I mean, they just want to see stuff. I want to see stuff explode. I mean, who doesn't want to see that? Uh, let's see. Jazzing up your regular outfits with an unnecessary school tie. I think that's Avril Lavigne there. I think she made that popular somehow. Uh, but um, once again, uh, the only time I'm wearing a tie is occasionally I'm wearing one at church. So um, let's see. Uh, the Da Vinci Code. Also not cool in 2016, but came out in 2006. Of course, there was like a dozen books on it. And I tell you what, we make a lot of, we make hay about a lot of things that are just like, who cares 10 years later? When we literally say, in 10 years, this won't matter, that is actually what we mean. In 10 years, this will not matter. The Da Vinci Code and about 100 books that came out about all the codes and all the things that we got sucked up into and all the, the church crying about the, the Da Vinci Code. It's, it's just not a thing. It's, it made no, no anything. So anyway, ten, whatever you're bothered about now, let me just remind you, 10 years from now, nobody's going to care 10 years from now. So there you go. There's a little wisdom for today. Uh, wearing Ugg boots outside. Don't not familiar with, I mean, I, I know what Ugg boots are, but wearing them outside, I, I, I guess you wear shoes outside. Um, Chuck Norris jokes. Now, let me just say this. Uh, Chuck Norris jokes will never go out of style. I know it's a thing, but they say they're not popular in 2016, but I'm going to say no. I'm going to call somebody. So somebody, I'm always watching a Chuck Norris joke somewhere on Facebook. So I'm going to say that, uh, uh, <laughs> and then the, the meme says death once had a Chuck, a near Chuck experience. And, um, and so, uh, and then I saw another, uh, uh there's a game called uh, super fight and it was Darth Vader versus Chuck Norris and Chuck Norris was riding a T-Rex and, and it's about basically argumentation of these cards that you flip over. And uh, it was Chuck Norris on a T-Rex versus Darth Vader who could, like, see, uh, could had x-ray vision and could do something else. I said, well, uh, I said Chuck Norris is the force. So that was my answer to that. That's why Chuck Norris wins that battle. So uh, 18, I noticed this is weird, purity rings. I mean, but that purity ring's been around for a long time. I don't think they're going anywhere, really. I mean, because... Hopefully not. I mean, I think purity rings, you know, whether you wear them on your finger, around your neck, hopefully, you know, it seems like it seems like purity has gone out of style, really. Uh, not purity rings, just just purity. And if you, you know, any anywhere, anywhere in our world, it seems like purity is uh, is out of style. I don't know. You can leave me comments about that if you think that's true. Uh, I have had kids ride these. Have you had any kids zipping around everywhere on Heelys? Because uh, they're 10 years old, I guess. And that was a big thing. And I've had to tell kids, no riding with your Heelys in the church. Stop healing around the church. <laughs> no, let's see. More. 2006, Hannah Montana. Oh, Hannah Montana. How we want you back, Hannah. We want Hannah Montana. That's who we want. We want her. The the uh, the. And I remember using a clip. I remember using a clip from, I think... Um, 
when it all kind of started to go south a few years ago, I remember seeing a clip of her talking about Jesus with her friend and all this stuff. And then, you know, we look at her, you know, at Miley Cyrus today and we go, hallelujah, just a young person in transition, I guess. It's just very public. It's just very public. Um, and the last thing is Crocs. You know what? I can, I guess, I don't know if I want to say proudly. I don't know if it does it matters or not, but I, I guess I can say I proudly never owned a pair of Crocs. Um, they never interested me. They look kind of weird. Um, so they, they just weren't kind of my thing. I don't know. But, uh, but that's it. 21 things that are, uh, were popular in 2006, but definitely not cool in 2016. So feel free. If you remember something in 2006 that you say is so not today, feel free to share your little experience of 2006 with me. And, uh, maybe I'll go ahead and read them on the next podcast episode. I'd that'd be fun. Go and leave me a comment. 2006, what was popular in 2006 that you remember that you go totally not cool, not popular uh, today. Um, you know, I'm sure you won't be showing any video clips in your youth ministry of the Da Vinci Code. If you are, please let me know and I will help you get help in some way, shape, or fashion. All right, so let's jump in today. Um, I like to call these uh, basically these podcasts, these little first part of the podcast. Um, you know, they're little 15 minute workshops, really. You know, I mean, it, where you just kind of get some, uh, where, where I'm like exploring some things and some ideas in ministry and things like that. And today I want to talk about this, something I read. Um, online about kids leaving, and, and it really you know boils down to handling rejection. How well we handle rejection in the ministry. Kids come and go. Kids are always, um, you know, they they uh, you know they're squirmy little things. It's hard to hang on to them um, because they they're all over the place. Um, you know, as far as their brains are concerned, uh, relationships, things going on. We all have kids that go to five different churches during the week. You can't seem to nail them down into your youth ministry, uh, you know, or they're just, you know, uh, staying home or, you know, whatever it may be. There's all kinds of reasons there. But recently I've had a, a, a spat of kids who um, have quit coming. Uh, you know, you can only do so much, you know, you follow up with them, you send them a little note and eventually, you know, you have to say, look, you know, this isn't a lot of this isn't my fault in the sense of, um, you know, what they're attracted to. I mean, we're, we're the church, you know, we're not Starbucks here. Okay. We're, we make disciples who make disciples hopefully. And, you know, of course we want to be relevant enough to keep kids around long enough so that they'll, they'll catch and they'll hear from God, uh, and hear the spirit calling them into a relationship with him at, you know, they don't need, uh, let me say this, they don't need the youth ministry to do that, by the way. They don't need a youth group to hear God to do that. Um, but uh, but it's always good. Obviously, it's a great place for that to happen. God can speak anywhere, but we'd like them to hear from God within our youth ministries so that we can be able to disciple them and be able to do those things. Um, but kids, read, leave, like I said, leave for, for various reasons. Number five, uh, number five, let me give you five reasons, I think, too. I just, I, uh, before I do that, let me just say this. I just sat you know, sat down with a kid too, uh, who is telling me he's, he, and he's been with our youth group since I've been there, uh, almost, uh, going into almost six years. And, um, you know, he's uh, in middle school, well, he's not in middle school anymore. He's in high school. He's, I think he's a sophomore or junior. And, um, and he just sat down with me and wanted to talk with me about, you know, he had vis- guess he had visited another youth group or something like that. And, and, uh, sat down with me to tell me that he felt like God was, you know, calling them to another youth group. And uh, you know what? We're going to get into some of that, what you can do about that. But um, 
Let's so this. The reasons I lose kids is you may find this true about yourself, but reason I was relationship issues, right? It's a guy, girl are dating. These are the worst to me. These are just terrible relationship. They're dating. And I always tell them, guys, it's not a good idea to date anybody in the youth group. It's really not a good idea to date anybody until you're like 25. <laughs> but relationships always kill me because you're either going to lose one or both. They either both get frustrated because the drama around them and all that kind of stuff that happens. One of them is bound to leave, uh, and it just uh, it always affects the dynamics within the youth group. But relationship issues are definitely one of them. Those are, I don't like those. Um, another reason kids leave our youth ministries is no connections or no not able to connect in relationships. They're just not connecting with people. And that's a human thing. We feel the same way when we go somewhere or we join a group or a church or, or wherever we're at. Uh, we just, we, we don't have a way to connect. We just, there's nothing, uh, maybe there's no shared uh, experiences or, or, or hobbies or, or those kind of things. And so there's no connection. The third thing is frustration. Um, there's no outlet. There's no way for a kid to get involved in your youth ministry. There's, they're frustrated because they show up every week, they, they, they do all the things, but maybe they have gifts, talents, and abilities that there is no room for them uh, in the youth group, and so they tend to run off to places where they can do what they are, feel like they're gifted to do. If you don't have any room on the worship team, and somebody knows how to sing, um, and they stay there long enough hoping for an invite or hoping to be invited to do a special or do something, uh, and they don't, well, they're going to find some place to, to do that. Um, uh conflict with other members. And this is obviously when you have a conflict on a trip, you're dealing with personalities, you're dealing with things, and there's just plain and simple how uh, how they deal with conflict. Something arises, something gets said, something gets, uh, somebody hurts somebody's feelings, uh, and we... Um, uh, and and they just take off because they say, well, I don't want to be a part of that community because they don't feel like they can they can come back from that. It was either too hurtful or it was just dramatic. It was just a thing that happened. Um, finally, the the last reason I find is new opportunities. In other words, it's just time for them to go. It's just time for them to leave. They've learned. Maybe they've learned all they can learn from you or from the ministry. And I know that doesn't. You know, the whole thing boils down to that. None of those reasons for some people are good enough because it's it we you know we and I, it's true of me i mean i've i've uh um you know taken that taking a kid leaving too hard sometimes because I thought, well, what could I have done better? And in these reasons here, you see these things. I didn't, none of those reasons are the youth pastor is stupid or the youth pastor is dumb or the youth pastor is not a very good person. I don't think those are, I think those, I think that's one of the last reasons a kid leaves a ministry because there's so many other things going on. And we do tend to make sometimes the ministry about us where we say, well, you know, they left because I was, I did a bad job at speaking or I did, I don't think that's it at all. I think there's a lot of things going on, but I, but, um, you know, uh, we have to remember this. Let me give you three things for that, and that's this. Is number one, we are not the ministry. Okay, we work. If you're a volunteer, you're a volunteer. For those of us that are blessed enough to get paid to do this thing called youth ministry, um, you know, it's we're paid to do a job. And and once again, we're not Starbucks. We can't change everything. You can't change everything to suit one kid or two kids or ten kids. Uh, I don't care how much they fill up the suggestion box. There's some things we cannot change simply because of the organization we're in called the church, um, that we're the church and we're not going to change certain things just to do certain things for certain people. But we're also not, we're, you know, we're not going to, we're, we're the, you know, 
we're just not. We we I tend to say, look, that I and the ministry are one, and that's just not true in the sense of that everything that happens wrong, or if a kid leaves or something, I've just I've just learned that it's it can't always be my fault. And you know what? It's not always your fault either. And I think you just you know be encouraged by this. The fact is this that you know um, that you're not the ministry. If a kid leaves, he's not leaving you, right? He's he's not leaving you. He's leaving some for some other reason. You know, you're not a terrible youth pastor. Maybe you you know. Well, I don't know. You may be, but that may not be the reason why they're leaving. Um, uh, the second thing is that you know, there's calling and job. Um, you know, the fact that, you know, we're called to reach young people. Well, you know what, if you weren't a youth pastor, I bet you, if you're called to reach young people, you're going to reach young people anyway. It doesn't matter whether it's the ballpark. It doesn't matter whether it's, uh, you know, at the football stadium, it doesn't matter whether it's a, through a mentoring program. You know, if you're called to do something, that's one thing. If it's your job to do it, it's a little bit of another, you know, there, there's, you know, that, uh, you're, you're not the ministry, but you have this calling upon your life and you, you're not going to be perfect guys. We're just not, we're not going to be perfect in everything we do. And, and so we have to remember that for those of us that are, are paid to do this, there, there's, some responsibility to the larger body that we have to do a good job. You know, we don't want to be slackers. We don't want to be people that, you know, are losing kids because we lose kids. We want to, you know, if there's, if we're losing a kid, uh, I hope that I am the farthest from the reason, obviously, that they want to leave. But if there are some changes that I can make, I know I said we're not Starbucks, but listen, we, there's some things we can change. We can't change everything to please everybody. We have to be true to the gospel and true to making disciples and true to do all those things. But if there's some little programming thing or some things that we deal with, with parents or other things that we can do, then maybe we could do that. Um, the last thing is this. If the, if a kid is going to leave, I think this is it. And I'm dealing with, like I said, with a student now. I'm going to have another meeting with him and reflecting on this. Um I'm going to have another meeting with uh, this kid that's uh, going to be leaving our youth ministry, I think. He may or may not after the conversation. But if you're able to do, and I, I call it an exit interview, uh, right? But I wouldn't call it to that to them. But to me and my brand, I'm going, well, if you're exiting, well, why why are we leaving? And some of the things that I asked him, and I, there's some things I didn't ask him, uh, but I'm going to ask him in this second interview that I have with him. The first thing I asked him was because of a girl. It was a guy. So I asked him, I said, are you leaving because there's prettier girls over there? And I sort of said it joking, but no, he didn't say that. Uh, some of the things I could have asked him but did not ask him, and I don't know why I didn't think of it in the moment, was the fact of this. Are you having conflict with others in the youth ministry? Because the first thing I want to do is I want to help them resolve the conflict. That's the biblical thing to do. Don't just leave. This is, you know, how we do church and how we have relationships and helping kids deal with conflict uh, is is not to run away from it, uh, but rather to resolve it. And uh, obviously, if it can't be resolved, or if it's resolved and there's still hurt feelings, then I understand why a kid may leave or something. But I need to ask him whether he's having any conflicts. I did not sense that uh, in his um, in his initial conversation with me. Um, but the other question is, how can I improve? You know, there are things that we have to. And I know we don't want to like submit ourselves to a 14, 15, 16-year-old kid, but and how we phrase it, it's like, how can I improve? Or is, there, is there anything I could have done that would have uh, caused you to stay? Or is there anything I could have done um, that would have encouraged you to stay? Maybe that's a better way to say it. Um, and the third thing is, is there any changes? And I say, talk about changes. What, you know, if, if you could make a change in the program, what would it be? Because all of this is going to give you and me insight into how we run our programs. If we're not asking the hard questions, then we're missing an opportunity 
to listen and to possibly do some things that maybe reduce uh, the fact that we may lose some kids. And so really, if you go back to the, the five things there, really you have five teaching lessons. If you can find, uh, and I want to, let me go back to this, relationship issues, obviously how to handle relationship issues, uh, connecting in relationships. These are programmatic things, right? Where you figure out, well, if I'm losing kids because they're not connecting, then I need to figure out how to connect kids in the, in the, in the ministry there. Um, frustration, uh, how do I deal with kids who have gifts and talents, but there's no place for them to, to, to use them. Uh, conflict resolution, how do we deal with, how do we work out, do we have a policy for that? Not a policy, but do we have a biblical model for how to do that within our ministry? And uh, the final one is new opportunities. You know, kids leaving is not necessarily the worst thing. And I I like what this uh, young man was saying to me, because if he's going to this other youth group, uh, this other youth pastor told him, says, well, if you're going to leave, you have to leave right. You have to go talk to your youth pastor. And I'd recommend that highly to any student that leaves. Said, look, if you're going to leave, leave right, that I can recommend you or uh, leave with a good taste in everybody's mouth. Don't don't just barge out the door and then post it all over your social media. You know, that's crazy. Learn to leave things well. And I think that's a principle for life. That's not just a principle for youth ministry. That's principles for you, us as youth pastors. And uh, and so for us, I think it's a matter of you have a little teaching thing. There. You have four things you can work on within your youth ministry, relationship issues, uh, connecting, frustration, conflict, and then the last one is new opportunities, time to go, helping kids deal with leaving correctly. Um, and then let me offer just a little bit of scripture here, because I know we deal with rejection all the time. A kid doesn't come, doesn't want to go to the retreat. I mean, I got I, last year I had kids go on this retreat, 24 kids. This year I have one, two, three, four, five. I'm okay with that. I'm okay with that. I've learned to live with that because we're cycling around and we're we're graduating kids out. A lot of those college kids are now gone or out of the out of the deal. They've aged out of the retreat uh, that we go on, at, which um, is okay. And and you know they, there's other thing we're creating other things for them. But let's th- look at Jesus real quick. You know John six sixty four through sixty nine says this, but it says but there are some of you who do not believe. For Jesus knew from the beginning. Uh, who those who were who did not believe in who it was who would betray him? Speaking of of Judas, but also speaking speaking to a lot of disciples here. Um, you, you know, isn't it true that we that we already kind of know who we're not going to keep, who's not going to hang around? We get those vibrations, right? We're we're getting a little alert, right, in our brains and saying, yeah, there's danger there, danger. But the scripture goes on to say, and he said this. This is why I told you speaking to the, all the disciples, says, this is why I told you that Noah can come to me unless it is granted him by the Father. And after this, many of his disciples turned back and no longer walked with him. So Jesus said to the 12, do you want to go away as well? And Simon Peter answered him, Lord, to whom shall we go? You have the words of eternal life, and we have believed and have come to know that you are the Holy One of God. And I know we're, listen, that Jesus, above all people, suffered rejection, suffered people telling him no, suffered from uh, uh, people spitting on him, suffered from just the abuse, uh, constant, you know, all those things from his own people, from from his own disciples even. And so, you know, I guess the, the thing is this, if you're feeling rejected today, just know this, that Jesus knows exactly what you're going through. Uh, we're going to have those that come in, but listen, Simon Peter was there. Remember, for every Judas you have, for every 10 Judases you have, maybe you'll have one Simon Peter that says, well, I don't really want to go anywhere else. I like this youth ministry. I like you. You minister to me. You, you're my friend. You're, you're, you, know, you love me. I sense the love of God and the community of God here. And so you know, we can focus on us 
and say, well, it's, it's about us and we've messed up and there's things I'm doing wrong. Or we can focus on the kid and say, well, you know, that kid leaving means I'm a terrible youth pastor and I do terrible things. Or we can focus too on the ones that are still there and pour ourselves into them so that when they invite somebody, they go, I know I'm going to invite this person because they're going to enjoy uh, what we do. And I want them to be a part of that. So be encouraged. Be encouraged by that today. I know if you're dealing with some rejection today in your life uh, from some students or from staff members or from anybody, really, just remember from a faith perspective that Jesus knows exactly what you're going through. Um, and he is there. The Holy Spirit is there to just wrap you up and say, look, I'm with you. <laughs> I understand completely. People left me all the time. So uh, walk it out. <laughs> As they say, walk it off. Walk it off and say, look, that kid may be back. Always tell a kid. I always like to tell a kid, look, hey, buddy, I know you're gone, but listen, I'm always going to save a seat for you. Always leave the door cracked for them and say, you can always come back to my youth group. You can always come back in here. And I've had kids take me up on that. They walk in and they take a seat and or they tell me they're leaving and they wind up not leaving. But always leave the door cracked for them so they can come back in. All right. Time for our nerding out segment. This is where I tell you about stuff that I am currently nerding out about. Uh, they could be pop culture things. They could be stuff that I'm into. It could be a book. could be any of those things. Uh, but the two things today is one is a 16 and 16 challenge coaching group that I'm doing. I'm super excited about that. Uh, I got guys that uh, I have in a Facebook group, and they are... Um, uh, they are just cool guys who want to grow. I, I just I said, look, I'm just going to give away all my resources. Uh, I'm going to help youth ministries that that want to grow by 16 students in 16. We're doing it as well. Our youth ministry is a part of it. Uh, I don't wouldn't say that I have a small youth ministry. I have about a medium-sized youth ministry, but I still want to grow by 16 kids. I still want 16 kids to walk through the door, find Christ, and be disciples by the end of their time to where they're living lifelong um you know, lives for Jesus Christ. And so that's kind of what I want for them. And so um, in that and saying that, uh, I just want to say that we've, with the, I'm just, I'm just incredibly blessed to be a part around those guys because uh, be around those guys, because they're posting up things, they're posting pictures, uh, they're doing all that stuff. And I just want to say to you, if you're listening to this, if you're part of the 16 and 16, thank you for being a part of it. Love you guys. I'm also nerding out about the supporters. I have a few supporters that support me um, with $16 a month. Some do more, some do less, but $16 a month to help with uh, some of the resources and some of the things that we're giving some of these folks here. So I want to say I'm nerding out about them as well. Uh, the second thing I'm nerding out about lately is I have been watching for about, I don't know, I want to say three to six months, maybe a little bit longer, uh, a guy named Casey Neistat, who is on YouTube. He's a YouTuber and he vlogs every day. And I'm always, uh, he's from New York City. He's not from New York City, but he, but he lives in New York City. And he rides around on a boosted board, which is basically a ro- remote-controlled uh, motorized skateboard. Uh, and he rides around New York City taking fo- photographs, doing video shoots, talking about his life, talking about the job that he has, all that kind of stuff. And I'm just, I'm just always, I'm just living vicariously through him because having grown up in New York, in uh, Brooklyn, I just live vicarious. I love just where he's going, what he's doing, and I'm just I'm just enthralled by it. I just watch it. It's like it's my reality TV fix. Uh, and so, uh, in fact, he did a really good job. I'm going to put uh, uh, all these links, by the way, will be down below uh, for this. Uh, a link to his channel. 
uh, and a link to a blog post that I wrote about filmmaking. He did a, a post about making films, things like that. And I said, well, how can we be, as youth pastors, be better filmmakers in a way or storytellers in our youth ministry? And I, I'll put the post down there as well. Um, and so I am, I am, I'm nerding out about that. I just, I enjoy watching it. I think it's cool. Uh, it's, it gives me new ideas for my YouTube channel, uh, which by the way, if you're, uh, haven't, uh, subscribed to that yet, I do some different stuff on there. You're welcome to go by and check that out. Link down below. Uh, and now I want to talk to you guys about, uh, give you, leave you with a little bit of motivation, if you will. Um, because I know that, like I said, we need things that help keeps moving our ministry forward, like dealing with rejection, handling rejection in our own hearts and dealing with the rejection of kids and kids leaving and rejecting even Christ and all that. But I read this to my kids the other night, uh, last night, I believe. And, and it's a, a post, uh, a Facebook post. And it's from a man named Matthew DeRamer. And Matthew writes, he says, last day of 2015, for me, I'll be meditating through it all, uh, through all I do on this entire, uh, on this entire year. I've lost, I've gained, family is closer and tougher than ever before, loved ones lost and new friends found. There have been many times when I've been found on my knees in prayer for hours, relentless, and other times leading a group of people in prayer. My faith that I love to share is, is an everyday awakening to me that people, lives and circumstances can change for the better over time. I look back at 2015's huge challenges and I've overcome, uh, I've overcome, shared with others and have once again found myself to say thank you and bring on 2016 much works to be done. And I really don't know, he ends it this way, he says, and I really don't know where I'll end up tonight, but I do know where I'll, where I wind up is where I am meant to be. And the, the, uh, the little, uh, photo that he has with that says, we are born in one day, we die in one day, we can change in one day and we can fall in love in one day. Anything can happen in just one day. And uh, the kicker to this story is this, is that uh, Raymer was riding his motorcycle through an intersection a little before 8 p.m. when a 59-year-old man turned left into the motorcycle path, according to the report, and, uh, and uh, Clark and, uh, and was found dead, and Raymer was found dead at the scene. Um, and so, you know, we think about that and we say, Paul, that doesn't sound very, that sounds very sad. Well, the, here's the thing, though. Matthew's post has been shared literally thousands and thousands and thousands of times, encouraging other people to live their life today, right? We're all born in one day, we die in one day, we can change in one day, and we can fall in love in one day. Anything can happen in just one day. You know what, today is, you know, I don't want to sound all Joel Osteen today, but, you know, today could be your day, you know? Uh, that He wrote, I don't know, it makes me want to not want to write inspirational posts on my Facebook for fear that... Um, that is my last day. Maybe if I just write curmudgeon things, you know, it won't be my last day. But you know what? My encouragement, I guess, is today is this. Be encouraged that we're all very temporary on the planet here. Uh, we're all going to be going to the Father one day. Uh, all the rejection and all the things that we suffer in life uh, and in ministry, uh, all the things that you went through in 2015, uh, are gone. They're not, they're not, they're gone. That's all gone. And today is a brand new day. I love the scripture that says, and his mercies are new every morning. You know what? I don't know how you're feeling today. I don't know what time of day you're listening to this, uh, but I assure you this, that it is a brand new day, that anytime that we connect with the Lord, anytime that we're praying and anytime that we're inviting God to lead us and guide us by his spirit, it is a brand new day and anything 
can happen. So anyway, guys, thanks for hanging with me for a little while today uh, for the Youth Ministry in Motion podcast. Uh, And if you, uh, I would love, 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 love if you would take some time to rate and to write a little review, maybe uh, that will get this podcast found in the iTunes uh, stratosphere there. Uh, I would also love, uh, you know, what would you love your, what would you love your last Facebook post to read? You could write that to me as well. What would you like if you were gone from the earth and you posted this morning and whatever happened, what would you like your last Facebook post to, uh, to read there? Um, but anyway, that's it for today, guys. Enjoy the rest of the, uh, enjoy the rest of the day or night, however it may be for you. And until next time, uh, you guys, I hope that you guys, uh, stay motivated and your youth ministries keep moving forward. Catch you guys next time.